I'm here um, doing the John Littlefair Never Just a Dog podcast today. You are, Jess. Welcome to the studio. It's good to have you back here. Oh, thanks, John. I'm really happy to be here. What have you been up to? Um, not much, just working. Yeah, work has been really busy. Um, all I do these days is just work. <laughs> Yeah, you're a one man. I should say one woman show. Though. Yeah. Do you, are you a seven day a, a week person? Pretty much. Are you? Yeah. You got to stop that. I know. Well, I'm hiring someone. Ah, okay. It actually, hasn't I haven't got my unicorn person yet. I'm calling it a unicorn person, but hopefully, hopefully, I'll have them really soon, and then I won't have to work seven days. But the seven days, I feel because I do photography as well, so that usually falls on a weekend. So that's why I design weekdays and then weekends photography. Wow. So, I know. And hubby hates it. He's like, because we like to go to Lancelin and go away and do stuff, but he's like, Jess, like this is getting out of control. And I'm like, I know. I know. But- <gasps> How's the lotto? Um, to- is it tonight or is it tomorrow? Um, it was on the news this morning. 80 million. No, it's like the third biggest jackpot um, in Australian history. I and might they- go and buy a ticket. Yeah, they said one in four Australians are going to buy this lotto ticket. Wow. I know. Imagine Crazy. having that uh, that one. I wouldn't would stop working. Work? Yeah, I was going to say, would you still work? Of course, I, I love Me this. Too. I love um, I love doing these podcasts, yeah. meeting great people such as yourself. No, that that would never change. Yeah, that would never change. Yeah, I would probably, I, think I would too, and I'd only work with people like yourself that I don't know appreciate and value my service. You know yeah. what I mean? I'd I'd pick the select special special ones, <laughs> just <wait for> them, <laughs> and then just be laying by the pool. Sipping cocktails. Cocktail. I'll just pretend this cup of tea is a cocktail. Yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good to have you back here. The last time you were here, you were taking photos, I believe, for my website. Yes. And before that, oh, you hadn't been here for – I came up and met you to – That's right. You rode your motorbike to my office and we sat and had a chat for ages. Yeah. Something different riding my motorbike. I know. <laughs> I was like, because I don't think you told me you had a motorbike and I was like working away and I hear this bike pull up and I'm like, who is this who guy? Who is this dude? Oh, <laughs> and this... he rocks up with a helmet under his arm, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to say I was a bit nervous about coming on today. We talked about it quite a lot because, yeah, this subject is quite sensitive to me and um, I'm still holding a lot of feelings, a lot of guilt so I was supposed to do this podcast with you, how long ago? A couple of months ago. And I was like, I can't do it. And I'm too busy. And um, I think that was partly because I was like, oh, I just don't think I'm ready either, you know, but I don't think I would have ever been ready. And that's the thing. So coming on here today is almost cathartic for me in a way to recover <laughs> or help on the road to healing. I understand fully. Yeah. So... We're talking about Arnie, your dog, today. Yeah. How did Arnie come into your life? Um, as a little pup, he was so beautiful. His little brindle coat. He was so tiny when we got him. I think we got him too early, to be honest with you. He was so small. And we got him, he was abandoned at a vet. So that's how we got him. Yeah, he was so cute. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we had Arnie for nine years. He, yeah, when he when we lost him, he was just over nine, and um, he's a big boy, um, bull mastiff, cross staff. So, um, yeah, he, and he just had these most, the most human eyes. Like, he, 
I don't know, it was like he was staring into your soul. You know, sometimes you look at a dog and you're like, can you, can, can you read my mind? <laughs> I know exactly. George had really soulful eyes. Yes, like you're soulful. looking, you knew that he, it wasn't his first time at the Rodeo. Yes. Monty didn't have, he had beautiful eyes, but you, you look at him going, no, nah, you're a young soul, mate. Yeah. You're a young soul, young spirit, absolutely. Same with my other dog, Gypsy. Um, she's so hypo, she's like... All, all over the place, all the time, jumping and, you know, just will scab any food from you that she can. But, yeah, I look into her eyes and it's a different – it's a different – I love her to death, um, but it's a different emotion there, like, behind those eyes, you know. Like like you say, I feel like Arnie had been on this planet before. It's, it's yeah, the weirdest – oh, my heart. <laughs> He's, yeah, beautiful dog. You had Arnie for – for nine years. Mm. What was the craziest thing he ever did that you were angry with, but you couldn't help not laugh? (laughs) You thought it was hilarious. The farts, like the loud, loud farts. Did he do, when he, when he (laughs) farted, did he look back to his backside and go, who did that? He he jumped, literally. (laughs) I think dogs can't blame it on anyone else because they give themselves away. They go, what was that? And because of the eyes, he was like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. That's how he look at me. But he'd always come into my office while I was working and like lie down and then, you know, in silence I'd hear it. And I'm like, dude, literally I've got a client coming in 15 minutes and he just gassed out my office. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're going to think it's me. Oh, and no. And he did look at me and be like, oh, it's just really sorry about that. Like, <laughs> It just snuck out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and he jumped like, <gasps> so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he was a stinky bum, that's for sure. Stinky bum. Stinky bum. And dog. sometimes when they change or eat, change the diet slightly or eat something they shouldn't have mm, done, oh, it just gets worse and worse. That's it. Like, we yeah. had to stop giving him, like, soft food and stuff like that, only every now and then. And, you know, he had a really sensitive stomach. Like, we could give him rice and mince. But if we gave him, like, you know, sloppy dog food or whatever, he'd just be a nightmare. And he loved carrots. Oh, he was a carrot eater. He loved carrots. Ah. That rings a bell with um, Monty and George. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I think I kept the local vegetable store in business by buying these massive bags of carrots. them as well, isn't it? Monty would just – Monty in particular – would just head corral you to the fridge nonstop and just push you there going, going and you go, There's no you can't have another one. But he would you know, It wouldn't do any harm, could it? I no, know. I think if they eat way too much of something then it could block them up. But no, it definitely kept him uh, regular. Than giving them I don't know, anything else. Crappy food, crappy yeah. Food, Sugar or chocolate. Oh yeah, terrible. Yeah, no, definitely can't do that. it's got nutrients in it yeah. and stuff. So yeah. I used to like chop up all great carrot into the rice and mince and stuff like that. And um, give that, that was kind of like his treat food. Oh, yum. Um, I'd eat that myself. I know. And I've been known to put like seasoning <laughs> into the dog food. It's got to taste good. But yeah, but a lot of the time, like it was like dry. He had to eat dry. And then that was like the treat food because he um he would just be a nightmare yeah. on the back lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we had yeah. fake grass, so. Oh, no. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> so tell me about Arnie. Um, was he sick in the end? Yeah, it came really sudden. He had cancer in his hip. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, we found it quite late and it was my mum that noticed it. He was hobbling and, um, we have got all these tears out the back, like levels. We thought, oh, maybe he just jumped and hurt himself or whatever. 
And that's, I'm a bit guilty about that because I didn't notice. And my mum came over for a cuppa and she's like, why, what's going on with your dog? Like, why is he doing that? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So that afternoon I took him to the vet and um, they were like, oh, we don't know, we have to do some x-rays and whatever. And um, it came back that he had um, cancer in his hip, which is in a place that's inoperable. You can amputate a leg, you can, you know, do all those things, but because it's so, it was so close to, you know, his internal organs and stuff, it was just, there was no um, operating on it. It was just sort of like a management kind of thing. But she said to me, look, it's very aggressive and it's actually, he's a tough dog because he's only showing signs now, but he has had this for a while um, and he's not shown anything up until it's gotten to the point where it's just so far gone. And look, I don't think you have long, so just enjoy the time you have. You can try doing the chemo, um, but she was so honest. She was amazing. She just said, hey, look, I would if it was me, because my dog had this as well, I would just enjoy the time you have with him now because I don't think it will be long. And my husband and I were in the, in the vet and we were just like, what? Like, how can this be happening? We've had no time, like no time to prepare for this at all and then within a week he was gone oh that's terrible yeah so quick so quick there was like i think dogs of that breed i don't know tell me if i'm wrong but um i think they're so tough and they just don't show signs of pain until it's it's really bad and i think that's what he was doing and he was still trying to be tough like i can walk on my own i'd had to lift him over the the stairs to get on the back lawn to go to the toilet and he you could just see he felt like emasculated with me having to help him you yeah. see in his eyes is like i want to be able to do this myself mum. like stop helping me but he just couldn't do it you know it's yeah such a such a beautiful beautiful little soul and just so so tough like if he was a person like he'd be a good mate to have loyal as anything you know yeah. and like, yeah. he would have you back that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> So how did you make the decision to um, for Arnie to leave? It was pretty agonising. Um, my husband and I sat down and we were like, should we stick this out? How long should we stick this out for? And we decided we probably should do it sooner because of the kind of dog he is, very proud. We didn't want him to be walking around, you know, pulling himself and doing all that sort of stuff. We wanted him to remain a nice memory remain his you know keep his integrity and also I've got a nine-year-old daughter I didn't want her to have to see the t- deterioration of Arnie and getting skinny because my mum had gone through that recently and it was just devastating to watch so we said let's let's do it this weekend he's pretty he couldn't walk like he, it was that it just went downhill every day he couldn't walk um so we'd had to lift him and stuff but we didn't want it to get to the point where he he was that skinny or emaciated um, and he wasn't really eating and stuff too. Yeah, so I um, I rang um, a beautiful man who comes out to your home and booked him in for, it was a weekend, a Sunday. And um, funny enough, my um, stepson moved out of home that day. So it was a very emotional day. And um, yeah, he was he was amazing. Obviously, I could not do that job coming out to people's homes he was but he was so respectful I didn't think it would be as like shocking 
like has um I don't know confronting um well I had Arnie on my lap and yeah the the doctor came in or the vet and he put the it's like a green liquid in a huge needle so he sedated him first which Arnie fought it's like he could smell something he was like I I want to get out of here like he could tell and that's that was painful because I felt like he knew yeah and then um so he got sedated and then he started to calm and then I had him in my lap and they he put the the green liquid into his leg and then within seconds he was gone his eyes were still open and um yeah the the vet put his um is it stethoscope on his um on his heart he said look you know he's he's gone now and I'm just gonna leave you both to spend some time so he went out and sat in his car which was he was just so respectful so calm um and left us with Arnie for a good 45 minutes um had um I didn't have my daughter there she was with my mum because I thought I'm so glad we didn't because I didn't think it was going to be like it was like it was just seeing him just go lifeless was just horrendous and um then we brought the other dog gypsy in and she had a sniff and she didn't really know what was going on I thought she was going to be like oh my goodness what's happened but she was like no everything's good all right cool you know because he still like looked the same just looked asleep you know but she um well I'll jump back but um we were finally I was like we've got to we've got to move like we can't hold on to him lifeless like this forever so we wrapped him up and we went and got his name was Cameron came in and took him and took him put him in it was just like horrible though because he just put him in the back of the car like I know it's this has to be done um but you know he was so gentle with him and stuff but just seeing him drive away knowing that he had Arnie in his car and he was taking him away to be you know cremated that was um really really strange seeing that go away and then the silence in the house after empty and like it wasn't my husband was there gypsy was there I was there um but it just felt really unsettling and then gypsy still didn't have a clue she thought oh maybe you know because Arnie was going to and from the vet and stuff like that so she's probably thinking oh he's just gone again you know and then that night she was lying at the the front door um at the security door, just sort of looking out like, hey, guys, like, you coming? is he coming home? And then she did that for a good solid week, looking out the front window, looking out the front door, waiting for her best friend to oh, come Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's really sad. And uh, we, we took her best friend away from her, you know, and, like, I feel so guilty about that. And, you know, did we make the right decision? Was it too soon? Was it, you know, like, shit. <laughs> Like it was um it was hard but I feel like I still feel like we did the right thing but there's still guilt there and looking at the other dog I was like I'm so sorry <laughs> so sorry we put you through this you know cancer yeah unfortunately takes so many lives dogs lives and yeah. unfortunately for your beautiful Arnie he was he was one of them mm. I just I still just can't get over how quick it was it does happen quick, doesn't it? Yeah. It just they're here, ba- here, and then they're gone. I know, and it's still weird. Like the house is still weird. So it must be must have been so hard for you, Jess, 
running your own business, a design business, and then and then trying to get your head around this grief mm. I'm losing Arnie. Were your clients kind or were people understanding um, after Arnie passed away? Yeah, look, I've got some beautiful clients that I've worked with for, you know, upwards of 10 years. So most of my clients were very understanding, but I think it was me that felt guilty about having to say, hey, look, I need some time. I can't. I can't go back to work at full capacity for a while. I, I at least need a few days just to sort of get my head right, you know. Like I, I would sit at my desk and start crying at random times, you know. It was it, – I, I was not okay at all. Like I'd ring my mum. I'd be crying like a baby, like, you know, when the <laughs> – and you can't speak. <laughs> like that's how I was – it was – it was me. Like I didn't feel okay about saying – hey, look, I need some time. I just felt guilty about that. Like I couldn't justify having that time because it was just a dog. But it's never just a dog, is it, John? It's never just a dog. (laughs) If you've never owned a dog, they don't understand the pain associated with losing a dog and how traumatic it is. And my clients were amazing and they were really understanding that I needed some time, but I felt guilty saying it like I need some time you know and I feel like a lot of people are in that same position especially I work from home so I'm quite lucky I can I can say hey you know it's fine but if you've got a boss and you have to ask for leave over you know the loss of your dog I think I think a lot of people struggle with that they feel really guilty and they think it's not you know valued or um, worthy to have time off you know but it's grief grief is grief grief is grief grief is grief no matter what it is you know and my grief was real like I would cry at the drop of a hat it was just I was not okay and I I didn't anticipate how not okay I would be that you could ask my one of my best friends Ash I'd call her a couple times a day just like losing it my mum would get calls my husband because he had to go back to work and because uh, he runs a business as well, and he was struggling. Like, we were all struggling. Yep. My daughter was struggling, and um, it's the first. I, like my mum had lost dogs, but it was my first direct loss of an animal in that sense, and I didn't anticipate how hard it would be. What helped you when you were when you were grieving, or was it just a time thing? Or um, time is definitely it helps. Nothing can get better without giving it time. But my friends and my family and then my other dog as well, Gypsy. Oh, Gypsy. We just gave her heaps of love. I bet. As much as we could and put all our energy into her and that helped as well. Applied to some emails, um, let people know what's happening. But a lot of people follow me on socials, so they were quite aware because I'm quite – I try and share a lot of my personal life on social so people can get to know me and stuff like that. So I think a few people were quite aware that Arnie was sick and they were preparing <laughs> that she's probably going to need some time off soon. Um, so everyone was quite understanding of that. Um, there was a few ra- – I feel like there was a few raised eyebrows. Like In, in what way? Was that via uh, email or voice? or um, Maybe from email, like shortness. In emails, you're like, oh, you know, so how long are you going to need? Like, how, like, when can you get this done? Like, you know, that sort of stuff, which is fair. You know, people 
have you know asked me to do a job and they're waiting for it and things like that um but yeah look I feel like as a whole like generally everyone was quite good I think it was the pressure I was putting on myself um like should I be taking this time off is it valid my clients need me are they going to understand um they you know I'm taking time off for my dog like is that that's the beauty of working from home I could like drip feed back my work as I felt comfortable with it you know so and I could just go into my office do a few hours go I, I just need a break go away come back so that was the beauty I could I could grieve privately and still work and no one had to really know what was going on you know so if I was working for a corporate agency I, I think I would just break down and I, I couldn't be there you know yep. so because I could pick up my phone at any time and call my mum or call my friend or call hubby or whatever and say, I'm just having a moment. Can you just, you know, talk to me? <laughs> you know, you couldn't do that if you worked with someone else. Yep. So um, I'm very lucky that I have that. Um, but So you had um, like your mum and your friends and family yeah. are really supportive as an outlet for you. You can just Definitely. jump on the phone and go, hey, look, I'm, mm. I need to, as a caller, let some air out of this balloon. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I would call them and say, I'm having a moment. Yeah. And they'd be like, it's okay, babe, you know, yep. you'll be fine. And my mum had recently lost two of her dogs in the space of a year, two golden retrievers. Oh, that sucks. No. Yeah, Griffin and Sasha. So oh. um, both cancer. So she was so, so amazing, um, so understanding. Every time I called her, she just got it. And she's like, it's okay you, to feel like this. It's okay. You don't have to feel guilty. Let it out, you know. Because I kept on trying to hold it in, thinking, you know, it's just a dog. It's just a dog. Like, but he wasn't. This is why we're here talking. This is mm. why, you know, we're so connected with the design of the logo. And it was just yes. so ironically devastating and sad that a month after you whipped up the Never Just a Dog logo mm. to, to lose Arnie. I just couldn't believe that. was really, you know, it was um, a sense of heartbreak for myself. So I could never imagine um, what you were going through. Mm. Yeah, now came around at the at a very strange time um, you doing approaching me to do the design and then this happening I was like is this the universe universe speaking yeah. in a weird way <laughs> and it was such a fluke that um so Greg was designing my website and mm. then I said man do you know someone who can do a logo um that's good he goes I've got the best uh the best person get in touch with Jess from Pink Tank Creative <laughs> and She'll she may take a bit of um, bit of time to get not so much back to you to do it because she's very busy, and I said that's fine. I just want someone good that I can connect mm. with, and then There's a bit of a wait list happening at the moment. The, that's yeah, good. A, yeah, a wait list is good. That's all right. Um, I think this logo will stay for a while anyway. But oh, um, yes, well, it'll stay forever. It's not going to change. But yeah. and then meeting you, we um, we bounced off each other straight away, and I felt confident. I, I think she's going to come up with something really good. Yeah. Because I certainly can't. Designing is yeah. not my bag. That's why we've got per great people with, yeah. like you, Jess. But, oh, um, thank you. Now, tell me about Lola. Oh. <laughs> Lola is my cat. She's just recently come into our lives. She is a ragdoll, a blue point ragdoll. So she's this white little beauty, beautiful thing with bright blue eyes. Absolutely gorgeous. So Arnie hated cats hated cats so we could never have a cat um my husband also says says he's allergic I think he just didn't want a cat um but my daughter is 
obsessed with cats. Whenever we go to someone's house and they have a cat, she's just hanging on to it and she's always wanted one, but we've never been able to have one because of Arnie. He would just chop down on that thing like a snack, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've given ourselves a bit of time and she's been a beautiful little addition to our family and for Scarlett as well for my daughter. And my hubby, he's like this really <laughs> tough, tradey kind of stoic man and to see him, like he's going to kill me, but I will come into the room and he'll be lying there with this cat on his on his chest, stroking it, just giving it little kisses, and I'm the other dogs. So, yeah, okay. Um, they're starting to play now that the cat's getting bigger. She's like stepping up a little bit to Gypsy, and I think we might have a new um, queen of the house. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, she's taken over. I think so. How did Lola get her name? Because I saw something on your socials, you put it out, and I don't know, me knowing what's the name for the cat when you were getting Lola. I might have thrown some, me being stupid, I would have gone to like call it David or Goliath (laughs) or or some ridiculous thing, but my name would never have got up. See, I wanted, someone commented, my friend Paula actually commented and said, you should call it Pixel. Awesome, I said to Scarlett, we've got to call it Pixel. And she was set. She's like, no, I've decided. I don't know where she pulled it from. She's like, mum, it's got to be Lola. Has to be Lola. Oh, that's so cool. So, so your daughter got the naming rights? She got the naming rights. Wow. Uh, she, I, I, so technically it's supposed to be her, her cat. So I was like, oh, okay, you can you can have this one. But... I put it out on my socials and got ideas and then she I, I presented the ideas to her. We had a little a meeting about it and she was like, nope, it's going to be Lola. It's going to be Lola. <laughs> so does Lola have a middle name or is it just Lola? Uh, I think she's called it. She sometimes says Lola Arnie. Oh, that's joking. so cute. I know, but she, um, yeah, that's not a common thing, but sometimes she'll say that and it's quite cute. So... But you're incredibly talented um, what you do and it's been a blessing for me to me be recommended to you by my web guy. And Good old Greg. Greg's at, awesome. Greg's awesome. Shout out to Jive Media. Shout out to Jive Media. <laughs> so thanks for joining me, um, Jess, and I hope you continue along your road to recovering from grief of Arnie and as always, you know, some days are good, some days are not so good and and you're still smiling and you're still here, so... Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No worries. You take care. Thanks, John.